0: The Good Fight with Yasha Monk. This is in some ways the most important announcement, the most important special episode of this podcast so far. This podcast has now been going for nearly four years. We've had an amazing range of guests and it has been more helpful to me than anything else I've done in thinking through these bizarre and scary years that we have behind us. Now, don't worry, the podcast will continue to exist, but I think it is time to change its nature. Because even as we've come to understand a little bit more about the ideas, policies, and strategies that can beat a full-time populist like Donald Trump, I think we have also noticed just to what extent liberalism, liberal political values, the ideal of free speech, the necessity of independent political institutions, the prospect of a fair, vibrant multi-ethnic society in which we can truly have something in common with each other is under threat. The primary threat as has always been the case, remains from the populist right. But increasingly in the United States, to some extent in the United Kingdom, in some parts of Europe and around the world, we are also seeing the rise of illiberal movements on the left. Growing parts of the left now proudly call themselves illiberal, anti-liberal. They reject the idea of free speech. The number one best-selling book in the United States right now, White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, claims that whites all have a racial essence they share that will always make them different from brown and black people. And of course, whites are supposed to feel bad about themselves, but I fear that there's only a very small step from what DiAngelo is saying towards a racialism, a celebration of identity, a tribalism, that can easily lead to mutual hatred. And so I think that it is high time to start a movement, to start a magazine, and to, yes, start a version of this podcast that is explicitly devoted to defending liberal ideals. And that is exactly what I'm doing. So before I explain to you a little more about my reasoning process and all of the amazing things we're going to be doing in this community, you can always pause your podcast for a second. Go to www.persuasion.community and have a look at the amazing things that we have lined up. I'll give you a second and another second. All right. Let me give you a potted history of how I think the life of arts and letters has worked in Great Britain, in the United States, to some extent in Western Europe over the past five decades. It used to be the case that despite deep and serious blind spots, most establishment institutions took themselves to be operating on basic liberal philosophical principles. The New York Times, Harvard University, the Brookings Institution were not trying to fight for those principles. They didn't see their mission as explaining those principles, but the operating system effectively were those principles. Now, a set of ideological directions felt that they didn't have a real place in those institutions, that in order to be true to themselves, in order to articulate the real ideas and views they needed to found ideological counter-establishment institutions. So in the United States, conservatives founded the National Review and the Heritage Foundation. Libertarians founded Reason Magazine and AEI. The far-left had publications like The Nation and founded things like The Jacobin and took over certain university departments. Now what has started to be happening in the last five to ten years, what has been happening quite strongly in the last weeks and months, is that mainstream institutions are giving up on some of their liberal principles, firing people for no good reason, claiming that there has been no progress at all towards a more fair and a just society over the last 50 years, which implies that the only way to make that progress in the future is revolutionary political change. And so as a result, philosophical liberals stand at a unique disadvantage. We no longer have a secure home within the establishment institutions. We can no longer express our views clearly and confidently and positively within those institutions. And unlike conservatives and libertarians in the far left, we don't have fighting institutions of our own to go to instead. Well, I believe it's high time to change that. That's why I'm founding a part magazine, part gathering space, part ideas, part social club to try and create an esprit de corps to try and give people a place where we can think through those issues and argue for these values in a prouder and more proactive way than is possible anywhere else right now. Why is this called persuasion? It's called persuasion because we share free principles. We are persuaded that we want to live in a free society in which we give all individuals the ability to lead and pursue a meaningful life irrespective of who they are, irrespective of race, creed, sexual orientation, and so on. We believe in the crucial importance of a social practice of persuasion. So we will proudly defend free speech and free inquiry against any of its adversaries and enemies. And finally, we want to do all of this in a spirit of persuasion. So rather than mocking or trolling our ideological adversaries. We want to appeal to them, to make an affirmative case for our values that will hopefully persuade them of their importance. One of the things that I'm really proud of is the amazing Board of Advisors, the amazing number of wonderful thinkers that I have put together. A good number of them will be familiar to you from this podcast. Some of them are new voices and additions that you will hopefully hear about in the coming weeks and months. We have people including Anne Applebaum, Thomas Chatterton Williams, David French, David Frum, Francis Fukuyami, Sarah Hader, Jonathan Haidt, Gary Kasparov, Ivan Krastev, Helm Lewis, Prata Banumeta, George Packer. Omar Wasso, Emily Yoffy, and many others involved in this project. And we will not only have articles from a wonderful crop of young writers who are the smartest, the most innovative people in this field, we will also be doing in-person events and communities. Perhaps the piece I'm most excited about is a regular book club in which some of the leading personalities and authors of this moment lead through a discussion of their favorite authors or sometimes their own work. So in the coming weeks and months alone, we will have Thomas Chetton Williams on Albert Murray. We will have George Packer on George Orwell. We will have Coleman Hughes on Bayard Rustin. We will have Jonathan Haidt and Richard Reeves on John Stuart Mill. And we will have Anne Applebaum, David Frum, David French on their forthcoming books. All right. So here for the first time in the months and perhaps years that you've been listening to this podcast, I'm going to make an ask of you. Please, please go to www.persuasion.community and sign up for this project. If you at all can, please become a paying member. And that's what's going to give you access to community events, to these book clubs, to additional episodes of this podcast that I'm going to start producing very soon. This podcast itself will stay the same in essence. We will have guests, I will talk with them deeply, about their ideas in a spirit of respectful dialogue. The aperture will be a little bit broader. So we will be talking more squarely about creating this liberal project, answering the problems of this political moment from a liberal perspective and understanding threats to liberalism. This obviously includes a continued focus on the rise of populism, but it goes a little bit beyond that. And as I was saying... I will endeavor to have additional episodes so you get to listen to these conversations, hopefully even more often than you do at the moment. This community has been so important to me for the last three or four years. I love hearing from you in emails and tweets. I love meeting some of you randomly at conferences around the world or events around the world. People always tell me, I listen to your podcast all the time. Well, this is going to be an opportunity to make this an even more connected crowd of people, fraternity of people, sorority of people, who are fighting the good fight for our most basic convictions. So please go to www.persuasion, like persuading somebody, dot community, like the amazing community we're going to build together. www.persuasion.community. And join our new channel. I'll shut up now, but I'll be back soon with a new episode of The New Good Fight. Thank you so much for listening to The Good Fight. Lots of listeners have been spreading the word about the show. If you too have been enjoying the podcast, please be liked, rate the show on iTunes, tell your friends all about it, share it on Facebook or Twitter. And finally, please mail suggestions for great guests or comments about the show to Pod at gmail.com That's goodfightpod at gmail.com This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license thanks to Silent Partner for their song, Chess Pieces.